Now, listening to that, you'd be forgiven for thinking I'd actually transported myself over to Turkey. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I'm in the town of Ashland, Oregon. I've made it through California more than 1,600 miles, and I got here earlier than I expected. It's Thursday the 22nd of August, and Liz arrives tomorrow night. I'm so looking forward to seeing her. I'm nearing the end of my 2002 hike on the Pacific Crest Trail. My girlfriend Liz has been in England dealing with a family bereavement, so I've solo hiked Northern California. After four days enjoying the Shakespeare Festival in the town of Ashland, I'm ready to get going again, and I'm delighted that I'm no longer alone. It's Sunday the 25th of August, and here's someone I haven't seen for a while. Hello. <laughs> Liz is back, which is very good news. When did you get here again? Yeah, Friday night. It's now Sunday morning. Yeah, and we're, we're camped on the lawn of Callahan's, which is a restaurant very near the start of the trail, who are very good to hikers, and let us camp on this grass, which is green and thick and luxurious, and it was a lovely night. Yeah, I'm just wondering how out of condition I'm going to be again. Because how long has it been? It'd be about, it'd be about five and a half weeks. Mm. So, you know, I've probably lost a lot of what I'd gained before. I'm probably going to end up with a foot full of blisters again. And I expect there will be big jumps in our trail journal and in these recordings as we devote our days to making miles. We're now in a serious race against the arrival of winter. We'll choose only very special places for rest days. It's Friday the 30th of August and it's uh, around about quarter past six in the morning and the reason I'm whispering is that I am in awe of what is in front of me. They, they say, well certainly in my guidebook, that the first time you look upon this, the first emotional reaction is disbelief because the brain searches through things it's seen previously and tries to compare it to what it has seen and of course there is nothing to compare it too. It is a perfect circle, six miles across, a huge volcanic crater filled with water, 7,000 feet above sea level. This is Crater Lake, the centrepiece of Crater Lake National Park. It was a wacky big volcano, and they, they estimate about 7,700 years ago it had the big one and it blew its load. It completely emptied its magma chamber. So much came up through it, it couldn't all fit through the little hole at the top. So it blew the entire top off this big mountain. Here, with 7,000 feet above sea level, they get quite a staggering 44 feet of snow every year. Now, that combined with the Oregon rain, this crater filled up. And over the millennia, it got to the stage where it is today, which is America's deepest lake. 
because of the forest fires that have been um, really troubling Oregon and the huge forest fires, there's a lot of smoke around. And in fact, yesterday when we came up here in the evening, we could not see the far rim. The whole thing was just like misted over. It was quite a disappointment. But this morning, there's just the barest hint of smoke and it gives it an absolutely magical quality. It's floating just on the surface of the water. So we have this cauldron effect. It's it's ethereal, it, it's mystical, it's magic. It's almost Arthurian actually. You could imagine a hand, the lady in the lake coming up through through Crater Lake holding a vast Excalibur. But you can't hike the Pacific Crest Trail on beauty alone. Behind me there is Crater Lake Lodge and I'm told they do a pretty good breakfast so Liz and I are going to go in there now and tuck into some eggs and, and pancakes. I'll see you later, Crater. through Oregon. In retrospect, it felt like dull periods of trees interspersed with spectacular mountains. In the last couple of weeks, I recorded camping at Nip and Tuck Lakes, Shelter Cove Resort, Bobby Lake, and then the battery in my pocket mail device died. I found fresh in our box at Timberline Lodge. We crossed the Bridge of the Gods over the huge Columbia River yesterday and entered Washington. It's Monday the 16th of September. It's nine o'clock in the evening and we are having a very different trek today. <laughs> My God, it feels different. This was our very first day of rain, actually walking in the rain. Tonight we are in swirling cloud. We're lying in the, oh, in the tarp, under the tarp tent. There just doesn't seem to be enough hours in the day now because mm. we, we did, what, 25 miles today, and that felt quite a hard 25 yeah. miles. We I don't know why it was so quite hard. Late. We didn't start till, what, about 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. Well, that's not that late. Yeah. Well, I'm just tiring. I'm just getting tired now. That's it. Well, we, we crossed a, a main road today at Chinook Pass. Big, big sign up. Welcome to Mount Rainier National Park. And you'd have thought being this close to the end, we we're, were within three weeks of finishing, you'd have thought that nothing would be able to kind of like knock you off course. You know, you're going to finish it after so long. Mm. When I saw those cars going down there, I could have easily stuck my thumb out and got a ride down to a bed. Mm. I'm just going to, to hell with that trail. Mm. It's actually quite hard to keep going even now. I find. Well, how do you? What about you? Mm, no, their feet still hurt, and it's hard. Well, actually, from halfway through tomorrow right until the end mm. of this section, which will be Thursday, today's Monday, uh, which has been described as just the worst mm. part of the entire Pacific Crest Trail, because it has just been clear-cut logged. So I'm, re I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll all be over by Christmas. Mm. 
It's actually the next morning just after I made the previous recording and the world outside looks completely different. You can probably hear that. That's uh, rain dropping out of the tree above us. But overnight it has snowed. I have to say it's a bit worrying because, I mean, not, not that I mind the snow too much, but if it keeps doing this, there's no way we can make it to Canada because you just can't get through the thicker snow that will be falling at the higher elevations. If it's like this here, it's what, about 5,500 feet, then up on Rainy Pass where it's more like 7,000. It's going to be a heck of a lot of snow. We've said for the last couple of weeks we've been racing winter. Well, looking out the door this morning, it certainly looks like we've lost the race because winter is well and truly here. Things are looking up. Well, it's, at least it's not snowing. There was blue sky up there a moment ago. Where's it gone? It's gone. Yeah. There's a little bit more coming. I should introduce... Let me introduce James. I'm going to move over. We're actually at um, Camp Uruk, is it said? Yeah. I think so. It's a rather nice little hut. There's not very many of them along the way of the Pacific Crest Trail, but uh, this is quite a nice one. But since the sun came out, we thought we'd sit and eat on the uh, on the porch. We're, we've got to the stage on this trip where we just want to go... That's fair to say, we just want to get finished, don't we, Liz? Yeah, that's honest. But you don't feel like that. Explain no. why. Um, I like it out here. This is my home state. I haven't seen it, or haven't seen much of it, so this is like one of the few chances I'll probably have really to spend time in the wilderness here. I don't know. I just haven't gotten tired of the trail yet. I started June 5th, so a little bit later, so... June 5th? So I'm probably not as burnt out as a lot My of My God, you're moving? Yeah. How many miles are you doing a day? Well, from Belden to White Pass, it was like 30 miles a day, about 200 miles a week with resupply. So. And you've gone really lightweight. I thought we were lightweight. You've got next to nothing here. You've got a tiny tarp and um, what was it saying? You've just got a little blanket that you use. Yeah. Were you not cold last night in that snow? Well, we, did you get snow? I don't think I got snow, but like I said, I wouldn't know it if I did. You know? <laughs> I slept right through. Yeah. I know I got wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You've enjoyed the experience of the trail. You don't think you've been going too fast? Uh, well, I had to pick up the pace a little bit just to beat any bad weather mm. i didn't want to be hiking too late in october but yeah i've enjoyed the trail there's a lot of solitude starting so late mm-hmm. i think i've hiked with other people a total of a week and a half so mm. it's mostly just been a solo trip for me it's sunday the 22nd of september We've actually seen quite a lot of Jamie over the last five days. It's just been strange. We seem to have been hiking at about the same pace, so it wasn't a solitary trip for him. Uh, and we've met a new friend. The, the clear-cut logged area that I referred to when I was speaking to Jamie, that turned out to be pretty good because after all these conifer corridors, it was nice to actually be able to get some views. So, I mean, people have said that bit into Snoqualmie Pass is the worst 40 miles on the Pacific Crest Trail. It was not that for us. We thought it was pretty good, actually. It also helped. There was a lot of huckleberries, didn't it, Liz? Yes. You got quite addicted to them. Yeah, I'm busy writing. And they grow well in clear-cut areas. And what Liz isn't saying is the fact that her lips actually turned blue. She was eating that many of the darn things. 
This is called the Alpine Lakes Wilderness, and it is fantastic. Craggy and pinnacles, and oh, it's just, just a wonderful area to be in. It is really just kind of like a an excellent piece of backpacking terrain. This really is the worst part of doing the Pacific Crest Trail. <laughs> Standing around, trying to get a ride into town. Sometimes it happens incredibly quickly. Today it's been about 25 minutes and still not a squeak. Now we may have just got a ride as we've been walking. We stuck the thumb out and a big American car stopped. <laughs> Ready to catch. Hi! Just trying to get down to Skykomish. No oh, that's excellent, thank you. sunshine stays with us for several days. The flip side of the sunshine, though, are these clear and cool nights, and there certainly will be 40s and 50s overnight tonight. Might even find a few spots into the 30s as well. And we can't find any rain here in our five-day planner. Certainly can't find it tomorrow, can't find it the days after that. Sunshine right on through the week. We've been on a very dry streak now for about 10 weeks. Plus, go out a few more days in our seven-day planner and try and search for some fall weather. I don't see it here, that's for sure. Not in the next five days. Thanks, Andy. That's good news, isn't it? It is. How long would... Oh, we've had eight hours. Eight hours mm -hmm. of hiking in rain yeah. since we started in April, and it's now the 23rd mm. of September. That's mm. got to be some kind of a record. I wonder if anybody... I, I remember they, th they had a record year when people said they only hiked for, what was it, something, four days of rain. Mm. I think that was about two, three years ago, when two years ago when Henry did it. Yeah. Last year... Out of 24 hiking days in September, 20 of them had rain, someone said, oh, right. of a trip. Yeah. And uh, here we've had less than eight hours. Oh, God, may long may it continue. Great. It's Tuesday, the 24th of September, and we are standing outside the post office. The flag is flying from the flagpole. It's another blue sky day. We were up rather early this morning because uh, I rang Bob Norton last night. He's the guy who uh, is local PCTA coordinator in these parts. He offered us a ride back up to the trail, but he comes through the post office about 9 o'clock. We gratefully accepted because it saves messing around hitchhiking again. Good morning again. Just came to have a little look at the register. Good morning, yes. Everybody's bunching now to get finished before the winter. That's right. Quite a few people have been jumping ahead as well as a few people have been skipping bits just to try to get ahead because yeah. everybody's just frightened about the weather changing. And it will. It's getting cold at night now. Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell us. <laughs> we know. And I'm inside. <laughs> you just put your pack in the back. Okay. Right. No, I can't. I'd hoped Bob might tell me how many through hikers had made it this far. But it seems we don't all compete the registers, or we do it wrong like I had. In our defence, there seem to be too many registers. Now you're going to run into another register up here at the pass. That don't mean much because there's so many day hikers, like hundreds of day See, that is, it's knowing the ones that someone is actually using. But it would be good to help the PCTA and the 
the people who actually compile statistics, I think most through hikers would want to help them. It's good to know. It also helps people argue for more funds as well if they know how many people are using the trail. Here we are. Nice bloke, clearly does a lot for PCT hikers. Sometimes makes three trips a day up to the pass to run people up. It's coming to an end. I can't, you know, we, we spoke before about it being, a, we could look upon it as being a two week holiday, this bit, but yeah. you can't because you're coming to it from a completely different angle. There's no way you can fool yourself. It's a two week holiday. It's it's definitely feels like the end of something, and I'm fine with that because I've got a lot to look forward to. And I'll, I'll enjoy going to a city, and I'm sure I'll get fed up of the city very quickly again, and I'll want to change. But, you know, you just sort of keep, keep moving on. How am I feeling getting near the end of this? I, I feel a bit numb, actually. It, I, I, I just thought I'd have some element of heightened emotion. I think it's because we have two sections to go, and they are two of the hardest sections of the entire trail. Now, the idea of reaching the end of this trail has not yet hit me. Um, I wonder when it will. It's Thursday, the uh, 26th of September. It's half past eight at night, and we're tucking into couscous and lentil curry. You heard the weather forecast. It said it was going to be dry right through to the weekend. They had the five-day forecast up there. Sun, 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 sun. Today's Thursday. What's it been doing today? It's been raining all day. It's Saturday the 28th of September and uh, we're in Stahican, which is very good news. We got here last night, and I'm outside a place that is fabled on the Pacific Crest Trail. It is the Stahican Bakery. Would you like to tell me about the Pacific Crest Trail hikers who come in here and eat a lot of your food? And uh, I'm going behind the counter here. Gosh, I'll not touch anything, because my hands are probably dirty. And this is your place? Yes. But it has such a reputation. I mean, tell, tell me about some of the hikers you must get through here. Hungry people? I'm very hungry. That helps. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a mitigating factor, I'm telling you. Because Anything I... tastes good after a while. Well, no, no, absolutely not. This really does take... Because we met some guys who didn't even bother to send a resupply box here. They said, we're just going to eat out of the bakery. Right. In fact, they did it last year. We, we met them along the trail. They came back and provided food for folks. Said, you can get all you need at the bakery. Did you know that? No, I didn't have any idea. I know that they get here hungry. Yeah, how long have you been doing this? 13 years. What's the sort of thing they go for here? Is, is it savory? Is it sweet? What's, what's uh, a lot of them want protein. Mm -hmm. They're hungry, so they go for the croissants and pizza, cinnamon rolls. I mean, just about anything. I think the most memorable is the guy who came in and bought one pie, one whole pie, and five scoops of ice cream and just went out and ate it. <laughs> he was hungry. One final thing. What's Tahikin like as a place to live in? What is it like? Well, I've lived here for 30 years, yeah. so I don't have a lot of other things to compare it to, but it's a great place to live. Mm -hmm. I nice mean, community. couldn't be better. Great community. 
yeah. good people. So if we stay an extra day, it's it's worth sort of like lounging around this place. Oh, I think so. Yeah, lots of nice things to see. Well, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Connoisseur. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> is that a good yum 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 yum? yum, yum. yum. That's all this is going to say today. We were told by a ranger yesterday that big snowstorm systems coming through tomorrow. We might actually go out tomorrow in the bad weather, walk through it to gain the elevation, and hopefully it's past when we come to set up camp. Well, that's the plan for now. We'll we'll see how it works out. In the meantime, this is just going to go. Yum 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 yum. That's great. <laughs> I'm Simon, by the way. Woody. Woody. Yeah. I, I, how difficult is it hiking with? Something it's like this. A couple of pounds. <laughs> yeah. C couple of pounds. Yeah, it's about. Like, this is the case. The case is probably heavier than this thing. I yeah. got to work on the case, getting that lighter. Yeah. I'm probably gonna have to find somebody to make one. And it's a bit of a pain, but I like having it. Is it worth it? It's worth carrying it. Yeah. Do you I'd, play it in the evenings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I I miss it, like playing it at home and stuff. I'm like, oh, I could sure use like come out here and play my banjo at night and stuff. I don't quite get to play it as much as I'd like to. Everybody will want to camp with you, though, yeah, won't they, around the campfire? The days. The thing is, though, I play the same thing over and over again. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's entertaining Modest. now, but yeah, a week from well. now, there's the people that I hike with, they're like, oh, he's playing that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, Stahican was absolutely lovely. It was a fabulous place to stay. But we moved out today, the morning of Sunday the 29th, of September, just to keep going really. We've walked 20 miles and we're at a place called Rainy Pass. Can you imagine why it's called Rainy Pass? Well, it's chucking it down with snow. There's a highway goes through here. You may hear the odd car in the background. Uh, there's a picnic area here. We've set up our tarp uh, under some trees. Two other hikers have arrived, spur and ready, and we are cooking in the restroom because the toilet block in this picnic area is the warmest, driest spot. You know, you're a very lucky girl, aren't you, being brought to places like this? Dinner in a pit toilet. <laughs> oh, yes, it's, I should have said that. It's not actually a flush toilet. Imagine when the nicest place you can find to hang out is <laughs> a pit toilet in a rest area. How low have we sunk? It's Monday morning, the last day of September. Winter is supposed to arrive in these parts on the 1st of October. Well, that's a day early, because looking out there, it is a winter wonderland, as they say. The, the noise, incidentally, is uh, Liz ripping up bits of plastic and duct tape, fashioning herself a pair of gaiters. I, of course, have a bought pair of gaiters, which I conveniently left behind at the last resupply stop. But my feet are in Ziploc bags too, because that's the way you try and stay. Well, keep your socks dry, at least, for a, for a little while. And we're going out into what's probably going to be thick snow, because we're at about 5,000 feet and we're going to be going up over six. The crunch is the sound of us walking through snow. It is the first day of October 2002. We're in occasionally in about four inches of snow, at other times none at all. It's the start of winter, but it's not a hard winter yet. 
the, the mountains here are crowned with a form of rock that's called golden horn granodiorite, and it fractures spectacularly into pinnacles and towers and like an array of shark's teeth. It, it's almost as if the clouds go up to avoid being ripped open on them. They're that sharp. So if we turn and now look north, they're not as spectacular. They're a bit more lumpy, aren't they? Probably can see Canada. It's probably over there. In a way, I'll be pleased that the, uh, the physical punishment of walking will stop. But this has been fantastic. And it's been lovely to take six months out and have this nomadic lifestyle. I'd be very disappointed that that comes to an end. I know there are other challenges ahead, always other things to do. And at the moment, we've just got to make the most of where we are because although the snow made makes it very cold at night, and it is very cold, our entire bag of water froze solid last night. So the, although the snow makes it cold, it makes it wonderfully spectacular. And it's a joy, it's a play, it, it's uplifting to walk in this kind of terrain. As I've said before, hikers are now kind of bunching up to try to, to beat the worst of the winter. Although looking around at all this snow, you'd think it's already here. We're walking up to Hearts Pass, and I can see that uh, some folks have already beaten us there. Well, we know them because we ended up sleeping in the same sort of area last night. It's Spur and his partner, Reddy, Jamie, and, uh, and Wildflower. And I wonder what they're, they're thinking about or how they're feeling this close to the end. I just can't wait to be in Canada. I feel good about finishing and I can't wait to be there and then I want to go home. <laughs> oh, it's been a grand hike. Certainly different from all the AT hikes. Mm -hmm. A lot more open scenery out here. It snowed on every hike I've been on, so it's appropriate that it did it here at the end. <laughs> I heard someone say, I forget who it was, like out here they can seeing America the beautiful and believe it, so that's how I feel. I'm really excited, but at the same time, um, I just, I don't know how I'm going to feel. <laughs> I, I don't have any idea what to expect when I get to the end on how I'm going to feel, and I'm really excited to be done. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, and I'm, just, I'm really excited. What hadn't occurred to me is Americans were already healing. Yeah, I'm ready to go. It's been more than five months, and my itinerary day ends tomorrow, and it's been hard. And Are you going to miss anything? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about when you go home after a long hike like that, that uh, it's really hard to deal with, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that's going to happen. Absolutely. How about you, Woody? Um, <coughs> yeah, I think with, with the weather changing and with winter coming, it's about time for me to go home. Um, it's almost time to like close a chapter in my life, move on to something else. You know, now I got there's plenty of other things I can do. Got to see an area of the country I've never been to, and you know I can take that home. I'm still looking for a place to live. Yeah, this has been a dream of mine since I was 13, and I've anticipated it for years. And uh, no, I mean this is exactly where I want to be. I don't have the yearning to get home quite so much as the others do. I really don't. I no, for the most part, I. I'd like to prolong this, and, and I even got a, a more winterproof 
tent for that reason and uh, you know, knew I could slow down a little bit and maybe push this into mid-October. I'm looking forward to get home, but I'm not I'm not yearning to get away from the trail or I'm not tired or finished or done or, you know, I've had enough. None of that. I'm he says this once in the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as that. As soon as you say on the trail, hurry up, hurry up. Screw <laughs> this, boy. So the different attitudes of different hikers to coming towards the end of their Pacific Crest Trail hike. And quite a few of them clearly articulating the, the same feeling that we have, the contradiction, really, that... It's, it's sad that this great adventure is almost over. And yet, because it is so tough, there's a real sense of relief too. Right, uh, I can see it. Look, uh, just we have to go around the next zigzag to see it now. I saw it from the last zigzag. My God, we're nearly there. Yeah, I can see the damn thing. See, just through there, oh, through yes. the trees, the light colour, the well, PCT I see, symbol. I can see a symbol, but I can't. That might not mean. That is, that's, that's the top there. of the monument. I'm sure. Thursday, third of October. It's six and a half months since we left the Mexican border, and now we're in Canada. I'm going to try to end this program much as we began it describing what's around us and the end is so very different to the start there there was a big fence between mexico and the united states here we're an open pine forest and it, but the similarity between the two is that there is a monument and there are only two monuments like it anywhere in the world the fact that we have seen both of them and walked between them means that you and I have successfully completed that's, that's the Pacific the Crest Trail. Can you read to me what it says? Uh, Northern Terminus, Pacific Crest, National yeah, Scenic ready? Trail. Tell me, dear, what are your thoughts as you reach the monument? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice walk, but I'm glad it's over. It feels like that Forrest Gump film, doesn't it? Mm. I think I'm tired. I think I'll go, go home, home now. <laughs> In the rest of this series, we'll come up to date. How has the increase in hiker numbers from hundreds to thousands impacted the trail? There are times when it's, it's just a sea. It's just a stream of hikers coming up the trail. Who hikes the trail? The man behind the PCT Hiker Survey helps us build a picture of today's typical PCT through hiker. White, straight, 20-something male from California with a bachelor's degree going out on the trail because don't really know what else to do and trying to figure it out. We'll hear from a couple who through-hiked exactly 20 years after we did. When we go backpacking, we seek out the wilderness. But the PCT was a completely different experience because we're not used to hiking around people. And it was totally social. Uh, and I, I was prepared for that. And it was just a different animal. It was a different experience altogether. And the new normal on the trail, coping with fires. On our hike into the terminus, we could see the fires over the hilltops. And then on our way back from the terminus, the wind had changed and the fires were just like, with, in the span of hours, you could see them getting way, way, way bigger. Our thanks to tarptent.com for supporting our hike and this series. 
If you're enjoying it, perhaps you'll buy me a virtual coffee. It's just a small payment to put towards the hosting costs. And if you'd like to read our 2002 trail journal day by day on the Pacific Crest Trail, please head to pctpodcast.com, where there's a Kindle and other e-reader download for sale. There are also links in the show notes. I'm Simon Willis. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.